The Lord gives us a high honor in our gospel lesson today when he says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. We have been chosen to be friends of God. May the grace, mercy, and peace of God empower us to bear the fruit of this friendship that will make a lasting difference in the world. Amen. You may be seated. Dear friends of God, what would life be like without friends? A true friend is someone who we enjoy mutual affection, interest, and respect for. The best friends are those who are helpers in time of trouble. Socrates once wrote, all people have their different objects of ambition, horses, dogs, money, honor, as the case may be. But for my part, I would rather have a good friend than all these put together. And yet of all this talk of friends, a major social problem in our world today is loneliness. If people only knew what a friend they have in Jesus. There are all sorts of different evangelism, pro, uh, evangelism programs that the church has. But today, Jesus shares a wonderful evangelism program with us. One that truly makes a difference. To tell others that Jesus has chosen them to be his friend. And that he has laid down his life to offer them lasting friendship. You know, oftentimes we talk about Jesus as our savior, as our shepherd, as our king. All of those are images that are very familiar to us. But we don't always focus on what we hear in our gospel text for today, that Jesus is our friend. And really, what a, what a wonderful thing that would be to share with the world when they ask uh, for the hope, the reason for the hope that you have, when they ask why you do what you do as a Christian, why you live the way you live, to be able to tell them, because Jesus is my friend. And then to be able to share what that means. Because at the heart of that friendship is the wonderful gospel truth that Jesus laid down his life for us as his people, so that we would have an eternal friendship with him, an eternal relationship with him. Because Christ's friendship gives us everlasting love. It gives us direction and the revelation of his divine will for our lives. Jeremy Taylor wrote that Jesus' friendship gives the greatest love, the greatest usefulness, the most open communication, the noblest sufferings, the severest truth, the heartiest counsel, and the greatest union of minds which men and women are capable. See, Jesus knew that the best friendships come from an intimate relationship with him. And note here that in our gospel text, Jesus is still talking with that imagery of vine and branches. And we remember from last week why Jesus is sharing this with us with the words from, uh, from uh, chapter 16, verse 1, that Jesus doesn't want us to stumble. In last week's text, Jesus told us that apart from him, we can do nothing. And this week, Jesus tells us that with him as our friend, 
we have everything that we need. The Father will give you whatever you ask in his name. We are called as his people to spend the first and most valuable parts of our day with Jesus. And through this communion, we will know God's will and ask for those things from the Father that will help us be about our Father's business. On the other end of the spectrum, without Jesus at the center of every friendship, it will eventually fail or cause us to put people above our relationship with God. Now, when do friendships or relationships fail? They fail when there is hurt, when there is distrust, with pride, betrayal, jealousy. In short, they fail when we sin against one another. We would rather separate from one another than forgive. I've heard many people say, you know, I thought I was doing my spouse or my friend a favor by putting them first in my life. But really, the truth is this. We are the best spouse, the best friend when Christ is put first. And we love others with the love that we have received first from God who first loved us and called us his friends. Love makes friendships grow by adding enrichment to every relationship. Friendship is a way that we can show our love for one another as God commands us to do in his word. And this friendship evidences the fruit of the Holy Spirit, that fruit of patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, without seeking our own interests. Love is not anxious to impress, nor does it cherish inflated ideas of importance. It knows no limit to endurance because it bears all things. It believes the best in every person, hopes for the best in every difficult situation, endures all kinds of disappointments. Without this love, friendships are fair-weathered. Friendship also provides the relationships that bring about 90% of the people into the family of God. Stats have shown that about 90% of the people who become Christians do so because of a friend or family member. So friendship evangelism provides a warm relationship where people are able to sense the unconditional love and care of a friend before they're even presented with the saving truth of the love and care of Jesus. You know, in in Jesus' ministry, many people criticized him because he was a friend to tax collectors and sinners. But oftentimes, we, we fail in being a friend to others in the world. Far too many times, we just want to present law and gospel and say, take it or leave it, rather than be a friend to people outside the church. To be a friend in hopes that they will be an eternal friend through the working of the Holy Spirit. Friendships are such a wonderful blessing. They provide correction, reproof, and training from someone that we know and trust. Because we all have those blind spots in our lives. And our friends, our true and good friends, help us to see those blind spots. It's been said, our opinion of people depends less upon what we see in them than upon what they make us see in ourselves. You see, without friends, we can become narrow in our thinking, unable to see the bigger picture of what God wants us to become in Christ. 
And so with that in mind, we are to seek out friends whom God can use to help us grow in all aspects of our life as Christians, as they speak the truth to us in love. C.S. Lewis said, Friendship is born at the moment one person says to another, What, you two? I thought I was the only one. And likewise, we can be a friend to others to disciple them to know more of Christ's will for their lives. Paul discipled Timothy in the context of a friendly relationship. And so we're not to assume that friendships are just for our own gratification. God uses our friendships to be a blessing to others. We may be the friend that God has placed in the life of another to help them in their relationship with Christ, to help them grow in Christ and his love. But as we look on the, the other aspect of that, on the negative side, friendships can also be dangerous. It's important that you choose your friends wisely. Friends can give bad advice. They can double-cross us or hurt us when they pull away from us or even lead us away from the Lord. Moses wrote in Deuteronomy 13, If your very own brother or your son or daughter or the wife you love or your closest friend secretly entices you to say, Let us go and worship other gods, do not listen to him, do not yield to him or listen to him. We're also called in Scripture to test the spirits to see whether they are from God. We live in the midst of a world where there is exposure to numerous ideas about God, various kinds of spirituality or standards of morality. The test is love. Whether they love the things of this world more than the one who has overcome the world. Jesus laid down his life to call us his friends, to make a difference, bearing lasting fruit. Those who have served and who currently serve in our armed forces understand this truth, that Jesus says, greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. We offer our thanks for our great friends today and the blessing that that friends in Christ are. Being a friend with Christ means that we have his sacrifice. Jesus came to earth with just one purpose in mind, and that was laying down his life for us. The difference between his life and the others that have been sacrificed is that Jesus' sacrifice forgives sin. It forgives sin, it gives us the gift of eternal life. And his sacrifice also has very important implications for our daily lives. The friendship of Jesus and his love is stronger than any pain or any hurt that we might experience. And he's with us. He's with us in every time of need. His grace is greater than any sin or failure that we experience in life. Jesus loves us in spite of the things that we have done and not done. And he desires to give us the forgiveness of our sins and, and the, the eternal life that's found only in him. There is nothing that we can do to make Jesus love us more or less. Jesus forgives and forgets our sin, and he renews our relationship with him, which also equips us then to be able to renew our relationship with one another as friends in Christ. And being a friend with Christ means that we have his service. 
Jesus tells us that his friends will obey his commands and love one another. His friends will love what he loves. His friends will be about his father's business. The one who first served us calls us to imitate his friendship to us out the world. So brothers and sisters in Christ, we are called to friendship. Friendship with Christ that makes a lasting difference in our own lives with the forgiveness of our sin and the promise of eternal life. And also our friendship to one another that will constantly encourage us with the saving truth and the lasting joy of knowing what a friend we have in Jesus. Amen.